0: Welcome back to episode five of Keeping Up with the Constitution, a podcast hosted by the committee members of the University of Malaya Constitu bringing you a simple dissection of the Malaysian constitution. I am Misha Sega, your host for today, and today's topic is Conference of Rulers, the Head of States. Established in 1948, the Conference of Rulers, also known as Durbar, or Majlis Raja Raja Melayu in Malay, it's a council which consists of the nine rulers of the Malay states in Malaysia, as well as the governors of the four other states, whom are known as the Yang Di Pertuan Negeri. The Conference of Rulers generally meets three times a year. Nevertheless, the Keeper of the Ruler's Seal may convene a meeting of the Conference of Rulers when required to do so by the Yang Di Pertuan Agong, or by at least three members of the Conference. The Conference of Rulers stands to safeguard a few important matters where the Conference acts as a guardian to the Federal Constitution itself, a protector of the rulers' rights, a defender of Islam, Basa Melayu, Malay privileges, as well as the citizenship of non-Malays. Article 38 of the Federal Constitution lays out the functions of the Conference of Rulers, which includes the election of the young Dipetuan Agong, the dismissal of the King, legislative veto, appointments, religion, Article 153, pardon, special court, as well as national policy. One of their main and biggest functions is set out in Article 38, Clause 2, Paragraph A, on the election of the Young Diputuan Agong and the Deputy Young Dipertuan Agong. This election must be done in accordance with the third schedule of the Constitution, which consists of four parts. In the first part of the schedule, it is stated that a ruler is qualified to be appointed, unless he is a minor, does not desire to be elected, or if the Conference of Rulers by secret ballots resolves that he is unsuitable to carry out the functions of the Yang Dipertuan Agong by reasons of infirmity of mind or body or any other cause. Each elected Yang Dipertuan Agong has a term of five years and after his term expires, a new election will be carried out where the incumbent will not be re-elected as the position de facto rotates among rulers. During the election process, the Keeper of the Ruler's Seal distributes the ballot paper with only one candidate, and each ruler is requested to indicate whether the candidate is suitable or not to be elected as the Yang Dipertuan Agong. The nominee must obtain a majority of five votes before the ruler proceeding over the election meeting offers him the office of the Yang Dipertuan Agong. The significance of this power is that the young Dipertuan Agong is in some respects the delegate of the Conference of Rulers at the federal level and accountable to it. Another function of the Conference of Rulers can be seen in the aspect of religion. Article 3 of the Federal Constitution talks about the religion of the Federation, in which is said to be Islam, according to Clause 1. In Clause 2, the ruler of each state also acts as the head of religion of Islam, of the state, and in that enjoys all rights, privileges, prerogatives, and powers subject to the constitution of the states. In states where there are no rulers, such as the federal territories of Kuala Lumpur, Labuan, and Putrajaya, as well as Malacca, Penang, Sabah, and Sarawak, the young Dipertuan Agong is the head of the religion of Islam. A council has been constituted, in order to advise His Majesty in matters regarding Islamic affairs. As according to Clause 5 of Article 3. It is stated that a conference of rulers can either agree or disagree to the extension of any religious acts, observances or ceremonies to the Federation as a whole, according to Article 38, Clause 2, Paragraph B, such as the beginning and ending of the fasting month. The conference's rulings are often to call on matters concerning Islam. For an example, the Conference of Rulers intervened and banned a public debate that the United Malays National Organisation and Party Islam Sir Malaysia wished to have on Islamisation years ago, as it would infringe on the rights of the rulers and their Islamic councils to issue rulings on religious matters. To further understand the function of the Conference of Rulers, one ought to turn to Article 153. Another main function of the Conference of Rulers is the power over this Article of the Federal Constitution, as set out under Article 38, Clause 5, where the Conference of Rulers should be consulted before any changes in policy affecting the administrative action under Article 153 is made. Article 153 is in regard to the special privileges for the Malays and the natives of Sabah and Sarawak, such as the reservation of quotas in respect of services, Permits, etc. It also deals with the special interests of other communities in accordance with the provisions of Article 153. Next, when it comes to the dismissal of king, the Majlis Raja Raja has the great and dramatic power to dismiss the young deputuan agong, though never exercised. This remarkable power under Article 38, Clause 6, probably exerts a significant pressure on the king to respect the wishes of his brother rulers. In carrying out his powers and duties, the Young Diputauan Agung is required to follow the advice of the cabinet. However, the power to dismiss the king does not lie in their hands. Instead, the power lies with the Conference of Rulers, just as they have the power to elect the king. The Federal Constitution has stated that the dismissal of the Young Dipatuan Agung from his position may not be approved unless at least five members of the Conference of Rulers vote in favour of it. Another prominent function of the Conference of Rulers would be the legislative veto. Veto is defined as the constitutional right to reject a decision or proposal made by a lawmaking body. The Masjid Raja Raja has the power to veto federal legislation on several critical and sensitive issues. For example, any law affecting the privileges, position, honours or dignities of the rulers or any law altering the boundaries of a state. In relation to amendments to the Federal Constitution, Article 159 requires that any legislation making an amendment to the following provisions of the Constitution shall not become law without the consent of the Conference of Rulers. Moving on, the Conference of Rulers also part on national policy as well. Under Article 38, Clause 2, the Conference has been given the power to deliberate on questions of national policy and any other matter it thinks fit. This role contains tremendous potential. In relation to it, the constitution invests the conference with a unique unifying and advisory role. The conference is authorized to deliberate on questions of national policy, for example, changes in immigration policy and any other matter it thinks fit. This function is non-discretionary because the rulers are accompanied by the prime minister and the chief ministers and are bound by the advice tendered. Nevertheless, the very fact that the Constitution explicitly authorises the Conference of Rulers to deliberate on questions of national policy and any other it things fit points to the possibility that the Conference can ask the government to supply information and justify policies. Scrutiny by the Conference can supply some check and balance and promote some openness and transparency. There is some potential for influencing the nation's goals and policies. One must remember, that even in the UK, the constitutional monarch is not prevented from advising, cautioning and warning. On matters of appointments, the Conference of Rulers has the right to be consulted before some critical federal posts are filled. Among these are judges of the Superior Courts, the Auditor-General, the chairpersons and members of the Public Services Commission, Education Service Commission and the Election Commission. While the Prime Minister has the right to have his way on these appointments, there is no question that the panel's mandatory consultation is a significant safeguard for evaluating the suitability of the recommended appointees. Next, the Conference of Rulers also have certain powers in granting pardons. As a result of a constitutional amendment to Article 181, Clause 2 in 1993, The Yang di Agong and the Sultans lost their personal immunity in civil and criminal actions. If found guilty in a criminal court, they may apply to the Conference of Rulers for a pardon, reprieve, respite, remission, suspension or commutation and the Conference may exercise mercy after considering any written opinion of the Attorney General. The Conference also has the power to exercise mercy in relation to the consort of the Yang di Agong or a ruler. Last but not least, the Conference of Rulers' role in our special courts. In removing immunity from its head of state and state rulers, Malaysia is exceptional, where a young Diputuan Agong or a Sultan is subject to legal proceedings before a civil or criminal court. Article 182 allows five judges, two of whom are elected by the Conference of Rulers, to bring an action before the special court.